calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Hey again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your host with the most and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This eerie tale, Story Club members, might make you hope you don't get woken up in the middle of the night. It's one I call Bump, Bump, Bump in the Night. As the clock struck midnight, an unusual rhythmic sound woke up Blake Curtis. It had sounded like a bump, bump, bump. Blake's first thought was that it was a windstorm outside and maybe the branch of a tree was hitting the house. He didn't know this house that well. This was his first night in it, after all. He'd just moved to a new town. School was gonna start next week. Blake was tired from moving boxes all day. And now, something was waking him up in the dead of night. Blake climbed out of bed with a sigh and wandered through the dark house. His parents were asleep in front of the TV. On the screen, a Netflix message asked if they were still watching. No, they clearly weren't. They'd binge-watched their show into a coma. His dad woke up in mid-snore. What are you doing up? I couldn't sleep. Oh, there's some melatonin in the bathroom. Take one of those. They help. No, I went to sleep just fine. Something woke me up. Listen. Blake's mom woke up too. Honey, what's going on? Blake says there's a noise. Yeah, he said. Listen. They listened. Nothing. Hey, it's an old house, and they tend to settle in the middle of the night. You're just not used to it yet. This was not the sound of a house settling, Blake said. Our other house did that, and it didn't sound like this. This sounds like a, I don't know, somebody banging on something, hammering something, bang, bang, bang. His dad got up and turned on the lights. Tell you what, before I tuck you back into bed, we'll go check it out together. How about that? Blake yawned. Yeah, sure. They wandered through the house, turning on all the lights, but the noise had stopped. Maybe he dreamed it? One thing he knew is that people sometimes dreamed sounds too, not only images. The next morning, Blake woke up before his parents. It was another day of moving around boxes, but he felt restless. He went outside. They lived on a long country road with two houses at the end on a cool de sac. The house next door was vacant. There was a for sale sign in the yard, but it was weathered with tall grass growing up around it. Apparently, it's been on the house market for a while now. 
Next to the house stood a garage. It has a beat-up old basketball backboard and hoop. Blake walked up to the house, but it made him uncomfortable. He felt like he was being watched from somewhere in its dark windows. Hopefully, there was nobody squatting inside the vacant house. The thought creeped Blake out. He walked around his house to see if any tree branches touched the house or to find anything that could have made that noise. He didn't find anything. Oh well. That night though, as the grandfather clock in the hallway struck midnight, the bump, bump, bump sound came again. Okay, Blake was sure he wasn't dreaming this time. He laid in bed and listened. It went on for 10 minutes. Strange, the house stayed dark. His parents hadn't gotten up. He went to his parents' room. They were both asleep, his dad lightly snoring. No surprise they couldn't hear anything with his dad sounding like a bear gargling mouthwash. The sound was definitely coming from outside. Blake grabbed a flashlight and headed out the back door. A slight September wind grazed the elm trees, making their leaves hiss in the night air. There it was again, the bump, bump, bump sound. If he had to guess, it was coming from the house next door. It stood dark and empty against the moonless night. As he crept over to the house next door, the sound abruptly stopped. It's as if it stopped on his account. He snapped off the flashlight and waited a few minutes in the shadows, hoping that the sound would start up again. It didn't, so he went back to bed. On the third night, Blake set his alarm for 11.50pm. He would wake up 10 minutes before the sound would begin, if it would begin at all. This time though, he would sneak outside, go next door, and wait. He had to find out what the sound was, even if it was just a family of raccoons banging around in the vacant house. He had to know. And why was he the only one hearing it? The alarm went off 10 minutes before midnight. Blake was ready, already in his clothes. He hopped out of bed, slipped on his sneakers, grabbed the flashlight, and snuck out of the house. His heart was racing this time, beating in his chest and pounding in his ears. Bump, bump, bump. Yeah, that's what the sound had sounded like, almost like a massive heartbeat. The thought of that made him want to turn around and go back inside the house. What if some kind of monster was lurking around in the darkness, its massive heart thumping against its scaly chest, its blood-colored eyes peering in the darkness, its claws dripping with venom, waiting to strike, waiting to plunge into... Okay, that's enough of that fantasy, Blake told himself. He waited in the shadows. He waited for what seemed like forever. Maybe it wouldn't happen. The fact that he was here now, maybe the bumping wouldn't begin at all. Perhaps it was just teasing him, mocking him, only happening when he least expected it. Bump, bump, bump. There it was. Bump, bump, bump. Blake crept along the fence that divided the properties, then peered around the wooden slats. In the driveway, a basketball was bouncing on the driveway court. Then it stopped, raised up, and shot into the air, striking the backboard. The ball then plopped through the wire basket frame and landed on the court again. He watched this happen three times, each a perfect dribble, shot, and score. But nobody was there. It was only the ball. It was bouncing itself. And it wasn't the wind, because there wasn't any wind tonight. Starting to get freaked out, Blake crept around the fence and back into his yard. The bumping stopped. Then the basketball rolled into his yard. He didn't move. Hey kid, you want to play a little one-on-one? -on -one? Blake turned. And then he could see the man, or what appeared to be a man, but Blake could see through him. A ghost. The man was wearing a basketball uniform. The name's Curly Joe Johnston. He used to be a world-famous globetrotter once. 
One night, long after I retired, I was shooting some hoops, had a fatal heart attack, and, well, here I am. It's been pretty lonely without anyone around. Come on, shoot some hoops, kid. And don't be scared, except to lose. Well, that didn't end entirely too scary. Maybe more eerie than scary. I'll take eerie. So if the sneakers were on the other feet, would you play hoops with a professional basketball player ghost? Or would you run for the exits? I'm pretty terrible at sports, so it'd be a dead ball for me. But do you know what's very much alive for me? My awesome sense of style. Please tell me you've been checking out my super spooky story club merch for October at gokidgo.com. If you haven't, well, well, you're just killing me, people. Anyway, after you pick up your terrifically terrifying story club threads I made for you at gokidgo.com, don't forget to check out loads of other great stories on the Go Could Go network, like Bobby Wonder, about a 10-year-old alien who has to protect the town of Pflugerville from villainous Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Capel, and Martha and Waffle being totally hilarious nitwits in the underground world of Flusville. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or Flusville wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find your way to a great time. And of course, I better see you back here tomorrow for another eerie episode, because every R.L. Stein Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out! Go Kid Go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.